Well, welcome today. Um, I'm joined on the red sofa by Meggie, uh, my lovely cock spaniel, about three years old, and she doesn't say much. So if you're joining us on an iTunes podcast, um, you won't be able to see her. You'll need to go over to either the Facebook page or uh, YouTube to see. But she loves the subject matter of life pivot, although I think she's more interested in going on a location pivot. As you can see, uh, she wants to go on a walk down to Bay Docks Woods, but she, she can be patient. Um, hope you enjoyed last week. It was on We're Uniquely Weak and Limited. And what I'm doing each week, if this is the first time you're joining us, you're very welcome, is I'm just working through the uh, five plot points and then um, the nature of scripts before, and then afterwards will be, well, what do we do with this information? Uh, those five plot points that really help us un better understand ourselves. We're uniquely gifted and capable. We're uniquely passionate. We're uniquely weak. Um, today, we're looking at we have unique personalities and then we'll have unique motivations and so forth. Um, but you have a unique personality. Hopefully, this area is quite well covered because if you work in a company of any size or have done, HR professionals are normally great at understanding this, whether it's Myers Briggs or a different type of assessment tool and just recognizing in order for a team to thrive you need to recognize that everyone's a bit different and as much as for us it's all very random the reality is uh, there's quite a lot of science around it um, last week I, I recommended the Brené Brown Gifts of Imperfection book and I, I hope you managed to buy a copy of that my book's great but read that one first <laughs> um, but I, I just wrote down as I was reading it on, I think it's about page 23, where Brené Brown says, we spend a lifetime trying to distance ourselves from the parts of our lives that don't fit with who we think we're supposed to be. We stand outside of our story and hustle for our own worthiness by constantly performing, perfecting, pleasing, proving. That's critically important piece that gives us access to love and belonging lives inside our story. And so throughout everything we talk about, this whole area, an idea of our authenticity, of just getting real, uh, will come up again and again in different guises. Um, I'm going to be recommending on the unique personality, this book here, which I'll put a link on, um, the, the website and on, on below or above this, wherever you're seeing this, The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Crone. Um, I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's all about the Enneagram theory, but one more quote from this, from a gentleman called Parker Palmer, where he says, our deepest calling is to grow into our own authentic selfhood, whether or not it conforms to some image of who we ought to be. So again, there's that word ought, or the word suppose. They come up again and again in, in all these wonderful books that we have a picture in our mind of you know, I, I would be great if I were this type of person. So I've got an entire chapter um, devoted to this um, because sooner or later, we, in order to know how we're going to pivot in life, who we're going to become, it, it means there's some things we're not. And so <laughs> we looked at that last week on the whole area of weaknesses. Um, so the, the thing I love about the Enneagram um, theory is each of the personality types have a strength and a corresponding weakness. It's not the case of some people are, are just a little bit flawed and broken and other people are incredibly whole. 
even if you are awesome, there will be a shadow to that. So if someone is a real perfectionist, um, they might be incredible with detail, but they might find it hard to look at the bigger picture. Equally, someone who's a helper, I'm a helper, a number two in the non-read sense, I hope. But if you are always wanting to um, be supporting others, then a common trait is that people are slightly unboundaried who have that and don't necessarily have the boundaries in the right places. So what I was going to do is I was just going to go through each of the Enneagram personality types and you might be able to pick out which one you think you are. But I do recommend um, that you go to the link which is on the Life Pivot website. Um, the entire chapter is uh, there for free so you don't need to buy the book albeit you're welcome to. Um, and you can go to the free test to, to uh, just find out which one you are to better understand yourself. The first one, type one, is the perfectionist. At your best, you serve others with integrity and are patient with the process to, that it takes to achieve excellence. But at your worst, you will fixate on small imperfections. Maybe get annoyed with people. Can be a bit controlling. The very famous perfectionist, they say, is someone like Nelson Mandela you know, like a dog on a bone, really going for um, the detail, getting things right, um, but would sometimes micromanage things. Uh, number two is the helper, I've just said. At your best, you're warm and generous and people-focused and you want others to be happy. But at your worst, you, you lack proper boundaries and maybe let your personal needs go unmet. Um, a famous helper is Princess Diana. Number three is the performer. These are high achievers. They can normally get loads of things done uh, simultaneously. You probably take on more than other people. Um, the downside um, is identity can be very much linked to achievement rather than just their innate worth. And a famous performer is Tiger Woods. Um, he's known, known as that. He would just practice for 10 hours a day and he got the results. Um, these are people who say holidays are for whips and getting up at five in the morning and doing a marathon before work and um, that kind of thing. Most people are not at the polar ends of these. Hopefully most people manage these things healthily. The romantic, they have broad emotional ranges, are creative, connected, um, but the, the downside is there can be melodrama in that. Uh, Vincent van Gogh was such a person. The investigator type five, they like to observe situations, be led by their thoughts more than their feelings, in-depth knowledge about lots of things. But on the, day, on the bad day, they can be quite defensive and cut off because they are focusing on the information. Bill Gates would be such a famous investigator. Uh, type six is the loyalist. Um, they hope for the best but prepare for the worst. They have a strong need for support and security, but on the healthy side, they um, plan and think things through logically. A downside is they can often imagine the worst case scenarios. Um, apparently Ben Stiller, as in from uh, Meet the Parents, is, is such, a, such a, an individual. The enthusiast. Uh, enthusiasts are extrovert, optimistic, spontaneous. They arrive early at the party and are the first dancing. They like adventures and last minute things. Um, we all like these people. <laughs> On a bad day, even that person, you can all picture that person who is so much fun to be around. 
Um, they're good starters and bad finishers. Um, often they will um, not always accommodate people with the different personality types around them. Uh, apparently Elton John is a famous enthusiast. Type 8 is the challenger. They're strong commanding leaders who are passionate and people follow them. But on a bad day, they can be quite dualistic in their think thinking and find it hard to genuinely embrace different points of view. And so much of the world is both and. Is it this or is it this or are both things potentially uh, of value? Uh, Winston Churchill was like this. My way, back, back me or sack me would be that kind of view. They're this the right way. And again, in the polar, we, we managed to manage deal with these in a healthy manner most of, most of the time. And finally, the peacemaker, they're natural mediators, they, everyone trusts them, they can hold different views simultaneously, brilliant in teams. I, I know a few friends like this. Um, but the flip side of that is they don't like to rock the boat, which means their own needs can go unmet because they're wanting to preserve peace for everyone else. Uh, the queen is a wonderful peacemaker. Apparently, that's what people have said. She is able to hold diff different ideas in tension. So, so why, why, uh, why does this matter? Two reasons. Um, one is that people do not fundamentally change their, pers their basic personality type. And the second is that different cultures reward more, some more than others. And already I've had feedback from a few people who have said, um, no, people's personalities do change. My, my personality is different from when I was younger. And, but everything I've read on this from all these books around me do appear to say that it's true. We do not fundamentally change our personality type, whether it's nature or nurture. From the age of four, it becomes like concrete that sets. Um, and so how then do we explain people who, whose personalities appear to have changed? And perhaps I would suggest, or the various articles I've read on this, is that it, as the author Ian, uh, Ian Morgan Crone writes, um, that we are wired for survival, and as little kids we instinctively place a mask called personality of the parts of our real, authentic self to protect us from harm and make our way in the world. Um, and perhaps as we get older, uh, particularly around the midlife crisis age, <laughs> or it's based on what I was reading from Brené Brown from The Gifts of Imperfection, um, we hustle by performing, perfecting, pleasing, and proving. We, it's exhausting. There comes a time where we think, wow, I'm, why am I so bothered by what everyone else thinks? Just because the culture says that it's always the number sevens who are the louder and fun and adventurous people. Those are the people who get the bonuses and the promotions. It's exhausting trying to maintain this charade. Um, so maybe personality does change because we you know, grow into our true personality. Maybe who we all, always were. Arguably, some people grow away from it. They make a series of decisions which cause them to become less, who, less of their personality type and that creates friction. Um, if you have a different view on that, that's fine. If you're an expert on that, I'd love you to point me to um, any material or research that amplifies. It's an area I'm really interested in. But that appears to be the case. This is a big deal because you cannot change your basic personality type. So if, you, if there's friction there, if you're a major introvert, that's okay. 
and there's a book called Quiet, which was written, I forget the author, about this group of people, uh, about half of us, who, who are introverts. Um, but if you're an introvert, life pivoting in a way that involves 10 meetings a day is going to be quite exhausting. Um, you will need to recharge your batteries in a different way to extroverts. Um, so it's a big, a really big deal from that point of view that this is just one of the five plot points in my book, Gifts, Passions, Weaknesses, Personality and Motivation. But whatever you do needs to fit with your actual personality. So for me being a helper, I need to do something that's people-centric. I need to, it's good for me to not only be doing this podcast video thing, but to be sitting down with people and helping on their journeys. Because that matters. It's always mattered to me uh, to um, see other people doing well. That's just always been important. And for you, um, doing the online test uh, will, will be helpful. And then as you, I really recommend get this book. It has an entire chapter going deep into it. And it's freaky. You go, wow, that really is me. That's why I behave that way. And it also says, and when you're under stress or pressure, maybe, maybe you behave this differently. Um, so anyway, so that's your unique personality. And the truth is, um, as uh, Parker Palmer said, we need to become our authentic self. What is the point if we pivot, if we're not able to really flourish as ourselves? You need to be you. You need to be the best possible version of that and um, personality is one of those points where you can say look this this is reality I, I it's it's not going to tell you exactly what to do but it will help you shape that trajectory of what you do next it will help you say no to certain things using the introvert example you might want to really think about whether you want to do something involving 20 meetings a day if you're an introvert and you might want to really rethink doing a very detail-orientated ops manager role. If you're a number seven, great starter, um, you know, highly energized, you know, these things can cause, cause friction. And you will know from your own experience uh, what, those, what the specific examples are for you. But anyway, um, that's this week's installment. The chapter's free on Life Pivot, so go there. Um, I'd love you to share this. Uh, like it, spread it, whether it's on LinkedIn or somewhere else, subscribe on iTunes. And um, yeah, I just hope you have a really wonderful week. And it's time for me to now take Maggie for her walk because she's been so patient. Okay, bye-bye.